Hi, I'm Kristen from Rochester, New York. The Sound of Young America is an independent production supported by listeners like you and me. If you'd like to donate to support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Live on tape from my house in Los Angeles, I'm Jesse Thorne, and this is The Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org. Radio sweetheart, on the airways, it's the sound of Welcome to the Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. On this podcast, my guests are a South Carolina band with an unhealthy obsession with the music of South California. Here's a song from the Explorers Club new album, Freedom Wind. This is called Last Kiss. I've got time for one last kiss before I go. There's no time left for our sweet love and to grow. It's the Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. My guests on the program are two of the members of the band The Explorers Club. Their brand new album, Freedom Wind, synthesizes the uh, the sweet California coastal sounds of the Beach Boys and uh, a little bit of the um, melodramatic pop of uh, maybe a Paul McCartney. Gentlemen, welcome to the Sound of Young America. What a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. So you guys have had so far on this tour. You're just you're you're on the last end of your tour here. You had a deer run into your van. 
That's, uh, a, that's yep. a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> They're very arrogant creatures. They're very arrogant creatures. They will. <laughs> they think they can win that, but they can't. Mm. They win in certain ways, though. They do do a lot of damage. What did yeah. you lose? Like a radiator? Where we were lost you? a radiator and our air conditioning. Where mm. Where were you when you when you got when you got attacked? Forsyth, Montana, which is the middle of nowhere. That sounds like a bad place to lose a radiator. You know, it actually wasn't the worst place it, in the whole world. They actually set us up pretty good once we actually got to the hotel. The problem was is that we none of us had any cell phone service whatsoever, so we had to climb what what I imagined to be a mountain. Um, <laughs> just to call 911. Yeah. And now you're here in Los Angeles where, um, you know, this is a, this is a summer-themed episode of The Sound of Young America. It is, Lord knows, is it summer outside there. And you're still running with no air conditioning. You're oh, discussing yeah. the possibility of maybe buying one of those fans that plugs into the, uh, that plugs into the yeah. like, cigarette lighter port. Yeah. 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 Well, I sure appreciate you braving the trip. <laughs> Um, no, this is our favorite town to play in, and we've had a had a great time. Okay, so. well, we've got we've got Jason Brewer and Jim Faust here. Jason, I, I want to ask you, sure, specifically. I mean, you mentioned this being a great a great town to play in, and this is the about as Los Angeles an album as one could possibly make. This is the oh, most yeah. Southern California record that could exist in the world. How did you get the idea to make an album like that in South Carolina? Well, where we live in South Carolina is right on the ocean as well. We live uh, right by the Atlantic Ocean in Charleston, South Carolina. So kind of grew up with a lot of that sunny beach-themed music, whether there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, a lot of different kinds of, like, what we call beach music in South Carolina is, is like, it's not the surf stuff of the 60s. It's like... It's sort um, of like shout, isn't it? Yeah, it's like that kind of stuff, exactly. Um, kind of rave-up R&B? Yeah, it is like that, but with a smooth smooth feel to it kind of like i think like the tams and stuff like that with old but um you know there's still a lot of i mean you can totally relate you can go you know hop in your car and go down to the beach and listen to the surf in usa and feel right at home you know but i think as far as putting together that sound in south carolina well i kind of grew up my parents like my mother's from miami florida and my dad was born in like new orleans so you know all, all coastal areas um so they kind of grew up listening to a lot of music with harmonies, and my mom loves like the you know the fun and sun Beach Boy stuff, the early stuff. So she used to play that for me in the car when I was a kid um, because she'd rather listen. To, she said, "I'd rather listen to that than you know the Beatles or anything else because it's more fun." What was it about this this sound that is really a kind of a, it's a gentle, sweet sound on the record right. that was that was so appealing to you? It was one of those things where I looked at it as a genre, just like there's rap music and there's heavy metal. Well, I mean, that's a genre. If that whole surfing 60s orchestral pop sound was a sound, I mean, I think Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys obviously did the best and to the most success. But, I mean, you had so many groups back in the back in the 60s. You had, like, the Association and you had, like, the Mamas and the Papas and all those bands that had that big vocal group California sound, Southern California sound. And, and I felt like, well... I'm. I seem to be able to, you know. I'm. I have a familiarity with that sound. I can, you know. I can really identify with it. So I'm going to try to make a record of all those sounds. Jim, how, how did you end up in this operation? Let's see. We went to college together, but really we met through a friend of a friend. Yeah. Who I used to play guitar by myself with, uh, you know, groups of friends and stuff. I'd never been in any bands, and he knew Jason 
all his life, I guess, or I don't know, but uh, he, he pretty much, he's, he's kind of a mischievous person. I think he wanted to make us meet so we would have to duel it out because we both played guitar or whatever, but we ended up becoming <laughs> yeah. really good friends, and then shortly after that, I got involved in everything Jason's been doing for about three years now. So, Jason, you've got this really uh, finely honed aesthetic on this record and in the songs yeah. that you've written. Mm-hmm. Um, was it difficult for you to build a band of people who were all 100% on board? You know, I thought it would be, but it wasn't that hard because I think it was like like Jim. We went to school together, and I knew he was like he was like the guitar guy at school. Man, he was the renegade who got kicked out of the jazz band because he was just too cool. And, <laughs> and um, I mean, I knew guys like him, and there's another guy in our band named Dave who is a great like just a great personality. He can play a lot of instruments, and people really love him. I was like, well, we really need a guy like that that you know the audience can connect with. And I was like, with Jim, we need a really great showman and just a fantastic you know guitar player you know every band's got to have a great you know just a great man with the guitar so and i the drummer has been my friend and we played music um our drummer and i have been playing music together for 12 years um we used to play when we were in middle school and our at our private school we played chapel we were the chapel band (laughs) um but I had written a bunch of new songs, and I called all these guys I knew from college and from Charleston and area like that. And I was like, okay, guys, I've written these songs. I want you to hear them, and let's try to just play, let's play one concert. Let's try to perform these songs once. And that was, that was my initial goal. It wasn't to be uh, – because I'd been in bands, and I was really burnt out on trying to make it or whatever. Did you write these songs, uh, Jason, with the idea that you would create this sound around them? Is there something different about the songs that you wrote for this project and this sound from what you might write for a more, uh, you know, conventional alternative rock or, or indie rock band? I think when I was writing the songs, I did, like I was saying earlier, I think it's one of those things where. I didn't approach. I didn't go sit down and approach it and say, "Okay, I'm going to do this specific exact thing." I think it was more of, "Okay, I'm listening to all this music that I've always listened to, like the Beatles and the Beach Boys and like Burt Bacharach and all that stuff." And, and it just it just really just naturally comes out. It's not like a, I'm going to try really hard to do this one thing. I mean, it it's just it's fairly natural. And I think maybe I have that problem of letting the influences. Uh, live too much but i don't know <laughs> I, I don't know i i had another band where i actually did try to write a specific sound and it always just felt too forced uh, what are the specific qualities of a song in in this genre that appeal to you or or that you uh that you like uh, that you like to write for i love the density of it and i love the um i love singing love great vocal harmonies. I love layering of sounds. I like taking two or three different instruments and putting them together, playing a certain part together to make it a unique sound instead of just like, you know, some guys will just take a guitar and buy some kind of effects pedal or put it through a certain kind of amp and be like, okay, this is now my new sound. Whereas I like to take a bunch of acoustic guitars and an organ and, uh, you know, whatever else, a piano, and get them all kind of playing a similar part, combine it all together or like this guitar just playing these two strings where and then the piano finishing off what he's doing. That kind of stuff you can't do in a conventional alternative rock band because, I mean, it's, it's, that's just, you know, guitars, bass, and drums, and turn it up and rock out, you know, or 
whatever you want to do. It's a very Phil Spector aesthetic. I mean, yeah. he was obviously Brian Wilson's greatest hero in the whole yeah. wide world. What I love about all that Phil Spector stuff was he really tried to create a feeling with what he was doing. Like, a, like I mean, in a lot of the time, his sound was a real angry sounding kind of thing. If you think about it, I mean, the songs aren't angry or anything, but like the instruments are kind of like, rah, like really kind of knocking you over the head with and all the... A lot of the, the songs even have a sort of a, an intensity or a desperation to yeah. them. Yeah, and so it was one of those things where, like with this Explorers Club record, I wanted to create a sound that was... You know, almost to the point where it could be overwhelming, a little too much on listen, but also where it was just like, okay, this is a really thought-out piece of music. It's the Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guests are the South Carolina indie pop band The Explorers Club. Jim, if you're, if you're the guitar guy at college, what was it like for you to play in this big style with... Um, uh, I mean, what are you guys touring with? Seven band members? Yeah, seven. With with seven people on stage, as opposed to uh, you know, in a in a three piece or a four piece where you know you can just rip into your sweet solo or well, whatever. Well, I've I've always appreciated Jason's guitar playing more than mine, and <laughs> and then Mike's guitar playing more than both of ours. So, um, well, it is nice because the first band we had, as he was saying, was just more like you plug in and you're just going just constantly and. With this, it's it's actually kind of a lot more fun. Um, you got a lot more things to think about because you know I only might have three or four notes here, and then next measure I might have you know two hundred notes. You know who knows? But it's not like you're trying to play the instrument to impress somebody. You're trying to play the instrument to make the song sound the best, and it's uh, it's a little bit humbling because that's a little harder to do than just play an instrument well. It's I think it's one of those things where it's all about placement of parts and things like that. And that's just stuff you don't get in a lot of bands. That was another thing that really got me trying to do this sound because I was like, you know, I want to want it to be like almost like my tiny little orchestra, you know, where I've got like a mandolin just hitting this one note and then his guitar come on top and, you know, stuff like that. So, um, yeah. What about the, this is an enormous vocal challenge in this sound. I mean, the Beach Boys, telling me. uh, the Beach Boys are a band who, uh, you know, they were all like related to each other. Yeah, those are the, that was the greatest set of four to five singers ever. Yeah, I mean, they these is a band of people who have been singing together their whole lives, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, have just basically lived to sing harmony with each other. Right. How difficult is it to recreate that with? You know, your buddies from college and that uh, great drummer that you know that you hangs out at the music store. Yeah. Um, a lot of hard work. A lot of yeah. annoyingly hard work. <laughs> and Jim's got a smirk on his face right now. What was it like I mean, for you, Jim? Well, I mean, uh, I, I almost miss the days where I, almost, where I only played guitar because, I mean, we do, a, like any given practice, we'll do two-hour practice or something, but we've done three, four, five-hour just vocal rehearsals just constantly, yeah. and it's... Way more intense than any of the... And now, like even on tour now, what we do is when we stop the band, we'll go, all right, sing a song mm-hmm. right now. Let's do it. Keep keep warm. Keep your head straight on it, you know? Have any of you in the band had the, ha- had the kind of uh, vocal or choral training that can ground this, or did you have to m- make this up on the fly? I think the only training I had was my parents taught me how to... Um, taught me how to put together like a vocal cord because my parents require directors no well the only training you had was your parents were choir directors well i mean they taught they taught me but they didn't teach they didn't sit me down and you know give me like 
notes and make me write it out. But my dad just showed me. He was like, well, because my dad used to arrange like a little ensemble of six people at our church. And, um, you know, he would say, okay, well, I make the two guys sing this, this, and this, and I make the girls do these three parts. And that's how that, because I asked him like when I was like seven years old or something. So I was like, how, why does it sound like that? I mean, as far as anything goes, I think we got, well, we have a CD. We have a CD of vocal exercises we use. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's a pretty funny. Uh, it's a yeah vocal exercises for a choir and stuff like that. And right. Do you know? Do you remember? Have you? If it's only one CD, you must remember some of the vocal exercises. Oh, yeah, I mean, you go. What they go? What do they do? They do. Yeah, they you sing the different vowel sounds like no 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 no. And you go, no, 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 no. We'll do some for you in a little bit if yeah, you want. Yeah, before we do. Um, well, you can tape it. It'd be great. Um, <laughs> so we do that. I mean, they even do stuff like where you uh, um, even go like, you do these like lip trills, they call them. I'm not going to do it for you right now. <laughs> can you go ahead and do me a lip trill? Fine. <laughs> I love lip trills. <laughs> yeah. Um, where you try to, uh, you try to, like you do, you can do a scale like, you like try to hit different notes within your little lip trill. It's it's red silly. leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow yeah. leather. Well, the other thing that also helps, like um, my fiance is a, a, a trained opera singer, and she um, she sits me down and drills me and makes me warm up even when I don't have anything to do. Like it's uh, to her to her she thinks it's funny because it's just like punishment for me. <laughs> she'll be like she'll be like okay you know what. I know what you don't want to do, and we're going to do it right now. I'm going to make you warm up. I'm going to make you do my vocal exercises. I teach my little kids that can sing better than you. You know, <laughs> she's giving me a hard time. It's the sound of young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guests are the Explorers Club. We'll hear them put all those lip trills to use as they perform live in our own little wall of sound studio here at Maximum Fun World Headquarters when we come back on the sound of young America. Production of The Sound of Young America is supported in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered online at ask.metafilter.com. If you're a relatively new listener to The Sound of Young America and you're looking for an easy way to catch up on old shows, why not try The Sound of Young America Classics? The Sound of Young America Classics is a separate podcast feed for older Sound of Young America programs. So you'll get a new old Sound of Young America delivered to your iTunes every week, and it's just as free as the regular Sound of Young America. In iTunes, just search for Sound of Young America Classics, or if you're already looking at one of our productions in iTunes, just click on MaximumFun.org in the author area, and you'll be taken to our special iTunes room. You can also go to our blog and click on the button that says All Our Podcasts in iTunes. The Sound of Young America Classics is your easy way to get new, old Sound of Young America programs. Welcome back to The Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guests are the South Carolina band The Explorers Club. Their brand new LP is called Freedom Wind. I I read an interview um, uh, where you talked about... uh, uh, being a being a young band, just just finding your identity in a way. Uh-huh. Um, this re- this record is s- such a pure continuation of this aesthetic and right. this genre. Have you thought about continuing in this vein or uh, changing the direction of the ship? I think it's only going to be an expansion. I think there's still. I mean, I think any Explorers Club record from here on out is going to have multi-layered harmonies and different production than what most people are doing. I think 
I'm I'm starting to like with a lot of the newer stuff I'm working on. I'm starting to really incorporate everything, every influence that I've listened to. I mean, this was a little more, you know, streamlined in one direction, but I mean, I'm really into things like big band stuff. I'm really into like um uh like country and country rock stuff. I mean, I'm into I'm into like synthesizers. I mean, I would say the n- next coming Explorers Club record try to think about uh, all those different It's going to be sort of a Beach Boys meets Tangerine Dream type of situation. Oh, no. That's hope, huh? No. <laughs> not that crazy. What um, if the Beach Boys did the soundtrack to Blade Runner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think, I think, I think you're just going to... I think it's only going to get more diverse. Um, I mean, there's some tracks on the record that aren't just that aren't even that. I mean, like we've got one on there called "If You Go" that's just straight up really slick '70s country. I mean, if you really want to break it down, kind of got that feel. Um, and then you've got like uh, I don't know, you've got some just silly rock and roll, like a little bit. Of the last track, the title track's got a real heavy like a gospel influence, like black gospel influence. So. I don't know. I, I kind of take it sky's the limit, but I still want to have all my stacked harmonies. Those are, I can't, you know, I can't do without. Those are great. Jason Brewer, Jim Faust, thank you for taking the time to be on the Sound of Young America. Oh, thank no you. problem. The lip trills on the Sound of Young America, right? <laughs> Let's uh, do some music, huh? All right, all great. Right. From their album Freedom Wind, here's If You Go.
Get the sun. It's on our record, Freedom Wind. It's about the sun.
The Explorers Club brand new record is called Freedom Wind. It's in stores now. You can find them online at myspace.com slash explorersclub. That's our time for another Sound of Young America program. I have been your host, Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. The show produced by Speaking Into Microphones, our theme music written and performed by Dan Grayson, with help from myself, interstitial music provided by Dan Wally, Nick White edited this week's interview. Our intern is Chris Bowman. My dog's name is Coco the Dog. We'll see you online at MaximumFun.org, on the forums, on the blog. Send me an email if you want, jesse at MaximumFun.org. That's it. I'm out of here. Goodbye.